Um, to if you guys um, are, there might be some in the pews, but on the tables in front of you, there are some pieces of white paper. So if you guys want to start looking for those pieces of white paper, yeah, there's some. So be, um, while I'm talking today, um, I would love it. Oh, and Christy, my friend here, she has some um, papers and pens for the adults as well. We really want to um, just love our people well. And um, one of our members, Jack, he. Um, would just, I think, do well with us sending him some nice cards and some beautiful pictures. So my art kiddos over here that love to draw pictures, if you guys could get a piece of white paper and make a little card for Jack, that would be awesome. Adults out here, we're handing out some pens and paper, just a little encouraging word for Jack that we can get to him um, or a scripture, anything you guys want to do, because we just really want to care for our people. So if you could do that while I'm talking, that would be awesome. Um, so today we are welcome to Family Church. Um, we are going to be staying in the book of John, and we are going to be going through John 6, 16 through 24 today. So if you have your Bibles, you're more than welcome to open it up and get in that. Um, so I'm calling today part two of last week. Um, if you were here last week, Dusty gave an amazing message um, and we, he talked about Jesus, um, the feeding of the 5,000, the miracle, and what was going on there, and um, really called us to start looking in our hearts and looking at what are some things that I need to start reflecting on and looking at what are some areas in my life that um, God might be asking me to give to him, to identify and look at, and how um, he might be asking us to trust him with those things and to give them to him. And um, that sometimes those things, they don't always add up. It doesn't make sense. It, um, it seems like um, the things that he might be asking us to do just are kind of a little nuts. And so, um, so part one last week was just really looking at and identifying some areas. And I really, um, if you left here last week without prayer, um, I just really think that God was definitely doing something last week. I could just sense the Holy Spirit was just stirring some stuff in you guys. So I would just encourage you to kind of take some time to maybe think about that today. Um, So we're going to open up into John. So um, John 16 through 24. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they got in a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that the only boat, only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. So, oh, you don't want to look at that right now. I'll go back. We don't have to be on there yet. Um, so from this, um, account of the story, there's a little bit missing here. Um, this story, there are three different accounts of these to the gospels, Matthew, Mark, they cover this pretty extensively. Luke doesn't, 
But John, he kind of gives us the cliff notes version of this. It's really short. There's not a whole lot of information here compared to the account in Matthew. In Matthew, he tells about Peter walking out to Jesus on the water. It's very extensive. But John, he just kind of like gave us the cliff notes version. Um, don't be afraid, right? But um, I want to dig a little bit in, and I want to talk a little bit about um, fear and um, storms and when God is calling us to um, do certain things. So first, last week, identification, the things that God might be stirring in us, God might be calling us to do. Two, what comes up when God asks us to do things, right? It's not just this easy peasy, oh, God's talking to me, yeah, let's do it, let's go. That's not how life is. It's really hard. In fact, um, I'm going to share a little personal story. So um, for those of you that don't know, I am completely terrified of heights terrified like even being up on the balcony I get a little queasy um I can't I, it just makes me queasy I'm not really sure if it's a learned thing because my mom was scared of heights or I'm just legitimately scared of heights I'm not sure but a couple of years ago we went to the garden of the groves garden of the patriarchs grove of the patriarchs thank you my son was helping me with his class trip and on this trip I didn't know that there was going to be this little bridge it's not even a major bridge you guys it's like not even that high. But me, the freak that I am about heights, I'm like, I have to walk across this. And there's water. It's not very much, like, legit. It's really not that scary. But for someone who has a little bit of a fear of heights, I was like, I have to go across this. Oh, my gosh. What is this looking like? But I'm trying to be kind of cool about it because there's all these fifth graders there. And so I'm trying to be like, not really that scared. It's good. My husband actually captured this picture of me. If you can see the sheer look of terror on my face, I'm not sure if you can... Uh, see that? But I was pretty freaked out. Please ignore the outfit. It was really cold and I had to throw layers on. Anyways, <laughs> so um, I'm walking across this bridge. And when I was thinking about how sometimes um, things get really scary in life when God asks us to do things, um, I thought of this picture and I thought of like how kind of freaked out I was, even though it wasn't really that big of a deal, right? And tying it into a little bit of a story in our own personal lives. Every year I take some time to kind of assess, like, God, where where do you where do you want, you know, us to go? What do you want for our family? And I take time to kind of, like, set vision for the year for our family and our lives. And last year, um, I just really felt like God said, I want you to show up. And I was like, well, I can show up. That's easy. I have a car. I have things I can, you know, show up. But what God was asking me to do was to start showing up and hanging out with teenagers. Um, that was a little foreign to me because I'm old. Um, er. And um, then God um, said, you know what, Kat, you and your husband have all of these skills to take care of kids. You know what, why don't you think about becoming foster parents? So we started the application and all of the paperwork that is included in that. And we remodeled one of the bedrooms in our house to make it fit for kiddos. Um, and so there are all these different little things that God was asking me to show up to. My husband were like, we're doers. We're like people that like to do stuff and like get things going and moving. And so we did all of this. We cleaned out the room and turned it into a kid's room. And we bought the crib and we bought the decorations. And we um, showed up for teenagers and bought lots of face masks and food that is unhealthy and hung out with them and spent time with them and built relationships with them. We lent the lawnmowers. We made the dinners. We did all the things that we were supposed to do to show up. And so I'm not going to lie kind of proud of myself. <laughs> I was like, I showed up. I did the work. So at the end of the year, as I'm looking over my goals and I'm seeing all of this stuff that I've done and feeling like God's pretty proud of me too. No lie. 
Um, <laughs> so I'm taking my time to do my vision time for the year and like, where are we going next, God? What's next? Tell me what you want to do. And God, um, God sometimes speaks to me a little sarcastically, no lie. Um, sarcasm is like my second language. Um, and I really sensed that the Holy Spirit was saying, that's great, Kat. <laughs> it's great that you showed up and you did all of these things. These are all things that you could do. I was like, well, yeah, there are things I could do. I showed up. I did them. Let's do them. Let's go, God. And God's like, no, next year, I want you to start dreaming bigger. And I'm like, what? Hold on a minute. I did all of these things, and they're really doable, and they were easy, and I did it, and I showed up, and I, I kind of think I was obedient. God's like, nope. I want you to start dreaming into the unseen things, the things where, where sorry, the things where you have to step and you don't know whether or not there's going to be ground there. And I was like, okay, that's scary. That legit, like my tummy did this. You guys, I was looking at pictures to share with you guys about scary bridges, and it really did make me queasy while I was looking for them. So I can't really look closely at this because it's bad. If anybody else has issues with heights, don't feel like obligated to look at this picture. This is the stage where I feel like God's calling me now, where... Um, yeah, I can't even look at it. It's scary. And I don't know what that means. But specifically, like, it's this place where I think about the disciples. And I think about how they were on the boat. And I think about how they're like, whoa, this is going down. I'm freaked out. Storms are going. I, I, we don't know how we're going to get out of here. Like, um, are we going to drown? Are we going to make it? Are we going to? What is this going to look like? All of that insecurity, all of that fear, all of those things coming up. And then I think about Jesus, like, walking out to them, right? And at first they're like, hold on a minute. Okay, I'm a little freaked, right? He's walking out on the water. Yeah, sure, we saw him multiply food. Yeah, sure, we saw him heal people. Yeah, sure, we saw all of these things. But he's walking on water. I mean, that guys, it's legit a little freaky, right? And then this is the guy I'm supposed to trust, right? And I think about how I sit in my fear. I think about being on this bridge or being in a place where I don't know all of the answers and I don't have them all figured out. And seriously, my gut just feels sick to my stomach when I think about it. It's not easy. It's not. And I don't think it's supposed to be. I don't think when God asks us to do things and God asks us to show up and when we identify the things that God calls us to do, it doesn't automatically mean that all of that's going to go away. Like, the fear is gone, and everything's good, and I'm going to take my steps, and I'm going to feel good about it. It doesn't feel good, you guys. It feels gross. You feel scared, and that doesn't go away. And so I think, though, the point of it is, is that when we're in that boat or we're in that situation where we identify what God has called us to do, that we're looking at him and not at the waves and not at the storm and not at the work and not at the pain that comes up. Um, and sometimes God asks us to dig into some really hard things. He asks us to be kind to people at school. Kids, you know what I'm talking about. The kids at school that are kind of not very nice, and they make you feel cruddy about yourself, or they say unkind things to you, and the first thing you want to do is just be angry and mad and just say, get out of my face, or something else that's rude. But like, it takes bravery to stand up and be kind to someone, even if they're not being kind to you. It takes bravery when you are you have a sibling that you fight with all the time and to make a choice not to hit them, um, to make a choice not to say an unkind thing to them. It's a choice. And so 
when I think about how um, fear is always going to be there, um, I think about it doesn't take it away, but it does make it easier because we know we're trusting in the one who is faithful. We know that we're trusting in God and that he has the ability to calm every storm. He has the ability to give us all of the strength and courage that we need. And he also has the ability to be good even when things don't seem good. Amen? Amen? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, these times when we're feeling fear and we're feeling insecurity about what school's going to look like as we're going into school, what our jobs are going to look like this year as we're going into, some of us, a new work season, um, these are times where there's heavy trials and heavy fear and heavy things, but when we have those heavy things, those heavy things lead to heavy trust, right? These are opportunities and these are gifts for us to be able to say, this is hard, but I'm going to trust in Jesus. This is hard, but I'm going to trust that this is not how things are going to stay and this is not how they're going to be, and then I'm going to believe that he is good when he says he's good. Psalm 34.4 in the message says, God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. And I love that. It's in the message version. But just thinking of, like, all of the things that come up for us when we're trying to follow God, all of the things that we sometimes ignore. Um, we sometimes ignore the things that God's saying to us um, because it's easier just to kind of flow through life, right? It's kind of easier to just, like, do our thing instead of looking at, like, maybe some of the things that the Holy Spirit's highlighting to us to change and to um, explore more intimacy with him. Um, but he needs us more than halfway. Um, my next picture I have, this is, um, I'm going to share a little story. We have uh, another little story. We have um, a group of teenagers that I started meeting with. Um, um, one of the things that I was really kind of scared about that God had asked of me um, was in the fall, um, now fall, I had in my mind a plan that I was going to pull back a little bit from youth group and do a little bit less than I had been doing because I have a full-time job. I just had this, just a sense, I think it was the Holy Spirit, um, that I was going to pull back a little bit. And situations and circumstances didn't seem like they were going to allow me to do that. Um, it just seemed like, how can I do that because of this and this and this? And I started getting all anxious and this and this and this and this. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, no, you need to still be pulling back. And I kept saying, no, God, I have to keep doing this and this and this and this and this. <laughs> and so on our way to Anthem, this really amazing, beautiful thing happened. We were in, the kids are smiling. We were in the van and, uh, and, and had some teenagers um, in the van with me. And I just said, hey, guys, here's, here's where it's at. I really feel like um, this is what God is saying for this season. And I don't know what this means, but... I, it doesn't make sense to me, but I really feel like God is asking me to step back a little bit because we have a really full schedule. I work full time. You know, we have kids. At this point, we didn't have any um, kiddos in our house yet, like little kiddos, just my big kiddos, as far as foster care goes. And um, <laughs> and um, I said, so I don't know what that means, but I really just feel like I'm supposed to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit's saying. So, yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know. And like four kids that were in the car said. Well, actually, that, that's really interesting because we really feel like God's asking us to step up in some areas in youth group. And we really feel like um, we're supposed to be doing this. And I was like, is this really happening? Like, is this legit like a prayer being answered like right here in my minivan? 
And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's see how this goes. Let's go. Awesome. I want to encourage you. I want to do this. So those kids came over to my house. Guys, this is the coolest thing ever. These kids came over to my house. And we started talking about what this is going to look like. Like, And I thought I was going to have to provide some direction, some like guidance as an adult. How, what is youth group going to look like? What is this going to look like? Nope, that did not happen. The kids <laughs> planned everything. I was a glorified note taker. I literally was a note taker. And they said, well, what about this? And what about this? And what if we do this? And what if I said, what do you guys want to hear messages on? Well, we want to hear it on this. And what about this game? And I'm like, I'm just going to be a note taker. So I think that this is a really good, it's awesome, super exciting. I feel like this is a really, like, it doesn't always happen this way where we get an automatic answer to prayer, an automatic answer to understanding what God's doing. But in this case, it was this really beautiful picture of, like, God shows up when we're faithful. God shows up when we step out and we take a risk and we don't try to control everything. We don't try to make sense of it. We don't let fear drive the situation. We don't let fear drive the boat. I'm going to read this quote. Um, it's by one of my favorite authors, um, Elizabeth Gilbert. It's a letter to fear. And it says, fear, I recognize and respect that you are a part of this family. And so I will never exclude you from our activities. But still, your suggestions will never be followed. You're allowed to have a seat and you're allowed to have a voice, but you are not allowed to have a vote. You're not allowed to touch the roadmaps. You're not allowed to suggest detours. You're not allowed to fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above all else, my dear old familiar friend, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. It's easy to let fear drive. It's easy to let insecurity run our boats. But I think that perfect love casts out fear. And when we allow Jesus to be the driver, we let love lead us. Um, it gives us courage. This is the last quote I have. Fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. Be people that are making decisions to be courageous and follow Jesus. Amen? Let's be people that stand up and dream big dreams and expect that the Holy Spirit is going to do things in them. Let's not get stuck. Let's not get stuck in complacency and let's dream big. So today, a couple more things. We um, want to take some time to pray. The kiddos, this it was all this summer, right, that they worked on the prayer thing? Yeah. They've been learning how to pray for people all summer. We have the vineyard model of prayer. The kids have been studying it. They know how to pray for you guys. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have kids pray. We're going to have kids pray for us. Um, my teenager friends that I text earlier, can you guys come down if you're here? And um, I'm going to have you guys be a part of my ministry team today. And we're going to pray. Um, and then one of the things we specifically, um, if you guys aren't keeping up to date, um, thinking about Jesus and calming the storm, Hurricane Dorian right now um, near the Florida Bahamas coast, it's a Category 5 hurricane right now. We really want to pray for that. We want to pray for the families and the people that are in those situations and that the hurricane would just decide to not hit those areas. Amen? Let's just pray for those families and that area. Um, and then... I'm going to have Christy and Dusty come back up as well for prayer time, right? Yep, 